Brewers down to their final out now. Now up to Christian Yelich. Here it is. Yelich sends one to right center and deep. Get up. Get up. Get out of here and go for Yelich. He has tied the game with a booming home run. He got it all. Tied up 4-4 on a big home run the pitch. Ryan Welcome back to another episode of the Ike Brewers Podcast. Brewers fans, it's great to be with you again. It's been a while, and we are thrilled to be back. My name is KJ Eichstead. I'll be your host, and I'm joined today by my co-host, Alex Eichstead. Alex, welcome back to Ike Brewers. How you doing? KJ, doing well. Brewers fans, hope you're having a great summer. Your Brewers are atop of the NL Central at 42-33. and 33. Right behind them is the St. Louis Cardinals, 41-34. and 34. And the rest of the division is pretty bad, pretty bad. Pittsburgh, Chicago, and Cincinnati all in the dumps, 15 games like below 500 or more. So it's a two-horse race in the Central. I'm excited to talk about this team. KJ, thanks for having me. Yes, Brewers fans, just want to welcome in everybody. You know, we, we've had the, the Packers playoff run. We've had the Bucks playoff run. And uh, it's time for Brewers baseball. You know, it's always uh, interesting with baseball because you, it's so many games, such a large sample size. And, uh, you know, you don't want to judge a book by its cover based upon, like, the first week or the first two weeks of the first month of the season. Well, we're at a great point now. We're really, we're really excited to ramp these up going into the second half and going towards the playoffs yet again. You know, we're about 75 games into this 162-game season, so we are not quite at the halfway mark. But we're at a part, uh, mark in the season where we're able to start drawing trends, and I think that's the key. So, so the analysis we're about to do, you know, it's actually going to be relevant and hopefully a little bit forecastable going forward uh, just to add on to what alex was saying you know the Milwaukee brewers they are in first place but if you look at the national league uh the mets and the dodgers are kind of like the class of the national league right now the padres have the third best record in the nl the braves the defending world series champs they have the fourth best record and then you have the brewers and the cardinals and then other teams like the giants the phillies and you know even the miami marlins who while they do have uh you know five games below 500 in their record they have a positive run differential so so one thing that's unique of all the playoff teams in the uh, national league the Milwaukee Brewers actually have the worst run differential at plus 18. And, uh, you know, we know the Brewers, despite being a first-place team, have had a very imperfect season so far. They've had phenomenal pitching for the last several years, something that's carried forward into this year. But they've actually given up 314 runs, something that puts them in the middle of the pack in the National League because uh, we know the offense isn't ideal. Um, you know, we've seen the Brewers go off for, for you know, double-digit runs like they did against a very good team in Toronto Blue Jays. But really, this crew has a lot of talent. I think they have the pitching to really make some noise in October. 
And uh, really, I don't think there's any question the bats need more consistency. So, Alex, like anything to just add to that before we kind of get a little bit deeper into the stats? Yeah, before we get a little deeper into the stats, it's safe to say the Brewers have battled a bit of injuries lately. Um, you know, most notably Hunter Renfro, he's on the 10-day. Colton Wong injured again. And then some of the pitching between Freddie Peralta, Brandon Woodruff, Aaron Ashby, Players have been banged up, and the guy, to me, Cage, that's still been, you know, kind of the rock-solid cores of this team, right? You've got Corbin Burns, who's got a 2.41 ERA. He pitched that great game against St. Louis, seven innings, 10 Ks, in which the Brewers won 2-0 against the Cardinals. And then you got Josh Hader at the back of the pennant leader in the team. He's got a 1.19 ERA and 22 saves, pretty much as good of a closer as you will find in baseball. And then on the offensive end, believe it or not, Rowdy Tellez Cage yep. kind of picking up where he's left off. He's just kind of swung a good bat. Willie Adamas, you know, has the power numbers there too. But why is it, do you think, that the offense doesn't have maybe the players you thought would be the leaders on this team? Rowdy Tellez is kind of leading this offense, doing what Robin Yount did, homering in the first inning, homering in the second inning the other night. Cage, what do you have to say about maybe him, you know, stepping up in some of the bigger names, you know, kind of taking a back seat so far? You know, man, it's just like we got to score runs and we got to score runs by any means necessary. I remember uh, I went to the playoff game uh, last year, when which the only playoff game the Brewers won. Rowdy Tellez was the only offense in that game. So it's like, is that ideal? Absolutely not. You know, would you like Christian Yelich to go and bat 330 like he did in years past? I'd love that. But right now, you look at the stats, he's at 245. He's got his OPS at 715. I mean, that's that's average if you're being kind. And obviously, Christian Yelich is a great eye at the plate. But it's like, you know, you're paying the man like $27 million. You, you got to expect a little more from him. Uh, and, and you get it um, a little bit of like that counterbalance from those cheaper guys like Rowdy Tellez, where like every year in baseball, there's just credit David Stearns. He saw enough in Rowdy to make sure he came back. You know, Rowdy brought enough consistency where he's, you know, hard pressed to keep out of the lineup, uh, especially holding it down when guys like Hunter Renfro are injured and stuff like that. You know, you see a lot of upside with Tyrone Taylor, but really you just got to get the runs by any means necessary. And, and baseball's a very much a mental game where even the best players who who fail seven times out of ten make the Hall of Fame, you know, the players who who fail two times out of three end up getting these massive, massive, massive contracts. So it's like a game of failure. And what that means, what I'm getting at, is that, uh, you know, mental thoughts can, like, creep into anyone's mind, whether it's Andrew McCutcheon, whether it's Christian Yelich, whether it's, you know, Lorenzo Cain, who's no longer with the team, obviously due to his performance. You know, he, he's got a lot of good memories here. Uh, but when you're so bad, you can't even really you know, hit the broad side of a barn. Um, it, it's like, it's time you, you to hang gotta, it up. <laughs> you just got to get the runs any way you can. And, and Rowdy Telez, you know, he's kind of one of these guys who's helping us do just that. Get the runs any way you can. You know, we, we went into a little bit of the individual stats there, but I just want to sh- share with Brewers fans, the Milwaukee Brewers actually rank 24th in Major League Baseball in batting average. However, so w- which is pretty bad, right? However, they actually have the 11th best offense in baseball. And actually, that's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7. We have the 8th best offense in the National League. So I guess in the National League, we're, we're still middle of the pack. You know, if this is the American League, uh, we'd have... 
We'd have the we'd have the fourth best offense. So it's like that. That's kind of interesting, Brewers fans. You know, we we're really 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 bad in terms of batting average, but we are. Uh, you know, a lot of people wouldn't really call this team clutch this year, considering the RASP numbers. But you know, the Brewers are putting up the 11th most run of all, runs of all 30 teams. If you look at the home run numbers, though, this is something the Brewers have become synonymous with over the years. Milwaukee is third in the major leagues in total home runs. Uh, obviously, the Yankees are number one. You know, they they barely have a full size ballpark out there. You know, you, you pop up a ball and it goes out to the right field porch. Um, you know, Atlanta Braves, they're number two. Um, very, very, very Stack talented squad. It. But really, the Brewers, the, uh, the Astros are tied at number three with 99 homers. The Toronto Blue Jays are fifth with 95 homers. So that's really exciting to see. If you look at total walks, the Milwaukee Brewers have never really been a team to walk much, but they actually are seventh in baseball in walks, Brewers fans. We have 255 total walks. The Yankees are number one with 279. And the Detroit Tigers and Chicago White Sox are, are the worst in walks, or least amount of walks, uh, 174 and 166 respectively. So if you translate that to the on-base percentage, Milwaukee's actually got the 17th best on-base percentage in baseball, despite having the 23rd ranked batting average. Would we like to see it higher than that? Absolutely. I'd love to see it in the top 10. You know, you got the Dodgers, the Mets, the Red Sox, the Rockies kind of leading the on-base percentage in baseball. Uh, and if we if we go over to total OPS, kind of like the best you know current metric for evaluating just overall hitting, the Brewers are right in the middle of the pack. They rank 15th as a team OPS of 7-1-7. I think a lot of us, you know, like, there have been a lot of frustrations with the offense this year, especially the clutch offense. But, like, the Brewers are improving. Um, they, they are 13th in overall OPS. They are 11th in overall runs. I think that's huge. Let's flip it, flip over to the pitching side a little bit. They, they've, they've fallen down to earth a little bit. Uh, the Brewers actually ranked 10th in ERA, 3.76. You know, we, we rank, I believe, first in the major leagues with saves. We do. That's 29 saves. Uh, and if you look at quality starts, the Brewers are actually ninth in Major League Baseball. We have 28 quality starts in 75 games. So, so over 33%, over one out of every three games played, the Brewers will get a pitcher to go six innings and give up three or fewer runs. So, you know, once a series, you're good for a quality start. That just helps out the bullpen. Um, if you look at strikeouts, the Brewers have been known as a staff to just get those Ks, and they're actually second in Major League Baseball in strikeouts. So, so that's like a positive sign. You miss bats. The best way to avoid runs and, and hits and all those problems is to not let the, the opponent put the ball in play. So the Brewers don't really do that often. Uh, you know, 694 strikeouts in 75 games. It's probably about, you know, it's it's about nine strikeouts a game, which is uh, kind of interesting. Uh, if you look at uh, opponents on base average, the Brewers have are in ninth place. That's um, 200, 234 uh, percentage points is the average the, the opponents get on base. That's ninth in baseball. And if you look at overall walks, hits per innings pitch, the stat called WHIP, Milwaukee also ranks 11th. So Alex, like you know, that was broad base, and we can dive into some of the more individual stuff right now. But like thoughts on those some of those metrics I just read. You know, pitching is about 10th. Uh, you know, batting's about, you know, 13, 11, 15, depending on what metrics you want to use. Like, uh, Brewers are in first place, but but there are teams that are performing better. You know, like, what do you take away from just, like, the high-level stuff like that? Well, it's been a bit of a shift since last year where the offense has improved a little bit and at the expense of the pitching, maybe, because, you know, Brandon Woodruff isn't having, you know, a year with a 2 ERA. He's got a 4.74, um, And then, 
I think the Brewers, what they do have, though, Cage, is an elite back of the bullpen. So between oh, yeah. Hobie Milner, Devin Williams, and Josh Hader. Boxberger's good. Boxberger, he's got a 2.28 ERA, too. And it, you forget about it, right? Hobie and Boxberger, two of the older players on this Brewers team at 34 and 31, they're playing very well with ERAs in the twos. Devin Williams missing a lot of bats. He's got 46 strikeouts and 28 innings. And then, of course, Josh Hader, who is faced 83 batters kj and only had 15 a combination nine hits and six walks you know on the year i think that's kind of where i see this team having improved since last year is hey the bats are a little better right you can maybe hit a home run maybe generate a little more offense and come playoff time i still like how the brewers are shaping up to be able to close down games which is so important you know if you get a one run lead off a home run or a guy you know you know has a big clutch hit the brewers aren't going to be putting up a ton of runs so they're going to have to close out the leads they have and i think they're capable of doing it that's why despite not maybe popping off the stat sheet they're sitting atop the division they have a 560 winning percentage craig council you know the most winning manager in brewers history well deserved he's a beast and i'm confident in him do they have the ability to knock off you know a juggernaut that's where I see this team as kind of almost falling second tier, Cage. Am, am I crazy for saying that maybe the Brewers just don't have what seems like last year, you know, last year they almost had that special pitching trio that made them a yep. contender. Do you think that, you know, this year they're maybe missing that X factor? Or is Josh Hader that X factor? You know, man, I think you could argue both. So, so this is what I'm going to say. Like, absolutely, straight up, the Brewers are not as strong uh, without their big three rotation pieces out there acting like three aces, right? However, if you look at all these teams that have gone on to win the World Series, right, it's usually what team gets hot at the right time. Like the Braves, for example, they lost their best player, Ronald Acuna Jr., last year for their World Series run. They won the World Series anyways. You know, a lot of times it's whatever team gets hot at the right time. So oftentimes it's like, a team like the Brewers, you know, maybe not the Brewers themselves, because obviously we're still searching for that first World Series victory. I have confidence we're going to get it one of these years. But it's like, you know, every time a team's at full strength, like even ask the Dodgers, right, it doesn't mean you're just going to win that World Series. It doesn't mean you can't knock off and win a series in baseball, right? Like, baseball's one of those sports where, like, the Baltimore Orioles can, like, beat the New York Yankees. You know, like, stuff like that. You know, and, and, and the worst team can, like take on the best team on any given day it's just one of those unique sports like that um so so even though you're right like <laughs> i mean the brewers like i would much rather love i would have. argue baseball is almost like the the you know the premier league cage where the the titans remain titans uh to a certain well, for degree, sure but, that, but like that, that's more you know, that's more are, like the salary you know, cap you know that that's that's a whole different argument which you know obviously Brewers have some salary cap. There's good organizations. And, and, there's bad organizations. You know, the Brewers are a good one, and therefore a contender, just like the Rays and stuff like that. You know, that. I think um, it's just going to be interesting because the Brewers could use more bats, right? And if you look at some of their trade chips, you look at some of their prospects, like Sal Fralick, their first round pick, and uh, I believe it was 2021 outfielder from Boston College. He's got a great hit tool. Um, you know, he's someone who the Brewers have, like Tyrone Taylor in the outfield. They have Hunter Renfro. They have Christian Yelich. You know, you have guys like Garrett Mitchell, Joey Weimer, Jackson Chirillo. Obviously, he's, uh, you know, a little further away. 
But but in terms of like Sal Freilich, Joey Weimer, and Garrett Mitchell, those are three outfielders now that Low Kane's gone. That like you know you can trade one or two of those guys if you want to like you know trade a future bat to bring in a now bat. Uh, I look at a guy like Bryce Turing and Tyler Black. You know, like Tyler Black, he's a second baseman. He's a Brewers. At, you know, depending on who you ask, he's a top top eight prospect, um, top seven, top six prospect. Bryce Turing, first round pick a few years ago. Um, you know, getting a little closer to the majors. Um, you know, one of these guys, like like, you know, the Brewers can only play one second baseman at once, right? You know, they love their middle infield guys, but it's like we absolutely do need another bat. So it's like whether the Brewers, you know, part with a maybe a Joe Gray Jr., you know, a younger uh, outfielder in high A. You know, I can't imagine they're going to be willingly trading uh, any of their pitching just because pitching is so hard to find that's cost-controllable, especially these homegrown guys. So so if you ask me, I think that means they're going to be keeping Ethan Small. I think they're going to be keeping Antoine Kelly, just depending on um, unless they get blown away by an offer. But, you know, I think in order to really have a realistic shot at making the World Series, like, we're going to have to bring in a bat – um, you know, we tried firing Andy Haynes. You know, the, the, the bats are still question marks. Uh, you know, we tried getting Christian Yelich healthy. You know, the bats still not quite MVP caliber. Um, Here's a crazy thing, Cage, I'm looking at. Yeah, go go for it. The offensive player with the highest war wins above replacement, arguably the stat metric of how good a player has been on this year, is Jace Peterson. Yeah, it's very interesting. Hunter Renfro, number two. Willie Adamas, number three. I mean, Does that not scream, go out there and uh, make a trade? You know, it really does, man. It's like, it screams multiple things to me. It screams upside for the second half of the year. But then again, Brewers fans, we said in the very beginning of this pod, it's like, we have a decent-sized sample size right now, you know? So it's like, is this who they are? Like, are they who we thought they were? Or do they still have room to kind of hit their stride? Like, if you look at, like, it is very alarming having Jace Peterson be the number one guy. If you look at the number one guy in batting average on the team, this is alarming. You know, it's Pablo Reyes, 286. Mike Brousseau, 282. Uh, you know, Omar Narvaez, 259. Rowley Telez, 248. Andrew McCutcheon, 248. Like, that is alarming to say the least. You know, if you yeah. look at the team's leader in on-base percentage, you know, really, Victor Caratini is your backup catcher. Uh, you know, that, <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know, do with that information what you will. But if you look at the team's OPS leaders, you got Mike Brousseau, you got Victor Caratini. These guys aren't exactly everyday players. Uh, you know, you got to get them in the lineup as much as you can. But really, your number one everyday guy uh, in terms of on base percentage is Rowdy, or sorry, OPS is Rowdy Telez. And it's like if you, if he's your best hitter, you're in some serious trouble. You know, Hunter Renfro has been been a solid pickup, like we knew he would be. Willie Adamas is hitting above at league average in OPS, like we you know we knew he would. Um, but he's only batting two sixteen. Like Kesson Harris batting two oh eight. Tyrone Taylor two thirty two. Christian Yelich two forty five. Colton Wong two twenty eight. Luis Urias two sixteen. Brewers fans, there's not much to. There's not much to work with here, you know. Like, like we're we're winning games, we're patchworking games together. But I think you got to give Craig Council, the most winning manager in Brewers history, just so much credit. Uh, Alex, any thoughts on just like the consistency he brings and and what he does in terms of elevating these rosters that David Stearns puts together in order to to help the Brewers stay a first place team because we've been one for so long. Craig Council is almost just the man to trust. It, it's it, in remarkable how i almost had this feeling and cage you probably did too 
that the Brewers were going to be a top two team in the division. And oh, that was on right paper, you know, on paper, that's not a guarantee with the Brewers. It's really not. But like with Craig Council at the helm, you're like, that's a done deal, right? He will get this talent prepared. He will have, you know, the lineups out there that he needs. It doesn't matter what guy he has, really. You know, pitching um, or batting, he'll you know, be out there making the best moves he can do. I think that's some confidence you have. A lot of teams around the league don't have a manager, don't have that stability. I think that's what Craig Council provides is stability. You can shuffle pieces around him. Like, it's not really about the coaching. Kind of like Jurgen Klopp cage of the Liverpool manager for our international fans. Uh, once you have an elite manager... It makes the decision-making a little easier because he helps with a lot of these decisions. I think Craig Council probably, you know, to his credit, it has helped David Stearns look like such a genius all these years and probably not been recognized for it as much. Um, and he's just working the magic with the guys he has. I think, you know, the guy he leans on the most, Cage, I think it's Josh Hader. And he's 28 years old, which is still young. And so... You know, thoughts on Josh Hader and his future as a brewer? I mean, love Josh Hader. Um, you know, there's no... Is he untouchable? Uh, I mean, like, you, you can't really exactly trade him and, and get better, right? Um, but you can't exactly throw him a huge deal and get better, right? So it's like we saw what happens when the Brewers gave Christian Yelich a massive contract, and, you know, he's... He's uh, regressed a little bit with the bat. It's like, well, what if, you know, at least Christian Yelich is able to be in the lineup, you know, 72 games out of 75 games so far, right? But it's like, Josh Hader isn't able to do that, you know, and, and he's as dominant as he can be in an inning. But if he only pitches, you know, like. He's only got 22 innings this year. 22 surprising. innings. Like, you know, are you really going to pay the guy like $18 million a year in a small market in Milwaukee? I personally don't know if you can really tie up that much team capital in a single player who, who has that many innings so it's like do you, do you try and sell high I don't think you can because simply the fact that the Brewers are contending you know so it's like I kind of envision Josh Hader just like doing a Prince Fielder and kind of like riding out his uh you know his tenure in Milwaukee like I, I think that he's going to be one of these guys who hits the free agent market and he's going to want to get a hundred million dollar deal and I don't think the Brewers should give him a hundred million dollar deal despite how good he is I just don't think you know, teams that give closers $100 million are really uh, setting themselves up for, you know, the best possible roster, uh, the best possible 25, 26 men to go out there. Um, so it's a tricky situation, right? Like, we'll be, Yeah, because on the opposite side of the spectrum, you know, the Brewers, you read off their, uh, you know, runs for and then runs against. Their run score that's 332, their runs against is 314. Both of those numbers aren't as popping as they were in years past, KJ, but their record remains nine games above 500. The closer is a big part in, you know, taking those, you know, those extra games and keeping the Brewers ahead in this this division. I guess, you know, at the same point, Hayter has been relatively healthy lately, last year as well. Um you got to take him if you got him, right? So it's like the Brewers can use Hayter, they can use Devin Williams, and they can get a lead after seven innings and have confidence they can bring that lead home. Because 
I mean, you just got to w- get it any way you can. You know, it, it is a long season. It's a 162-game season. There's going to be injuries. There's going to be hot streaks. There's going to be cold streaks. You know, Josh Hader, we knew he wasn't going to go the entire year without blowing a save. Sure enough, he blew a save, but he's still dominant. So it's like win the games, you know, put yourself in a good position for the playoffs. I think if the Brewers really want to make their best shot at the World Series, it's like you got to figure out your outfield. you got to figure out, you know, your catching in terms of, like, is, you know, maybe Caratini's the guy. You know, maybe he is the guy. Uh, you know, I like Omar Narvaez. He's probably not the defender that Caratini might be, but, you know, some people might argue that they'd take, they'd just take Omar Narvaez. Some people would argue they'd take Caratini. I think you got to get your outfield set, and I think you need to get your uh, big trio of pitcher, like starting pitchers, like, ready to go. So that means, like, get Woodruff right, get Freddie Peralta right, like Corbin Burns will take my chances any day. You got the back half of your pen that you're going to trust. And you got Eric Lauer and, and other guys like, you know, Chi-Chi, uh, whoever, the, you know, some of these other guys that are coming up and uh, filling in. But it's like, if you do that, because the Brewers aren't going to exactly be able to bring in like a superpower caliber bat, maybe they will. I wouldn't put, put it past David Stearns. But uh, you, you really just got to get your talent in a, in a good position mm. to succeed. And it's like, look, do I feel better uh, having Brandon Woodruff and Freddie P like in their groove going out there, or do I, or do I feel better uh, having Jason Alexander, who's playing very well, go out there? You know, honestly, if it's playoff ball, I want the workhorses out there. I want the the ace caliber pitchers out there. Um, but at the same time, you just got to get it any way you can. I think that's kind of like one of the themes of of uh, this year's Brewers team. Like, look, we are far from perfect. But we're a first place team, and we intend on making the playoffs. So once we do get in the playoffs, we're we're intending on making some noise because the Brewers have playoff experience. A lot of these guys have experience at this point. You know, it's a little bit different in baseball versus other sports in terms of like how people might measure that experience, what they might draw from it. But it does not ever hurt. I mean, think about Craig Council, his playoff experience. Think about all these players with the sour taste in their mouth after last year's just lack of offense. Uh, I think they want it. You know, I think the Brewers are sick of going to the playoffs and not you know. Getting, getting as far as they want to or advancing to a, a World Series or winning a World Series. Um, but I think they're pitching, you know, they're going to live and die by their, their starters. Yeah, I think here's just a Brewers are 15-9 and nine in one-run games. That's fourth best in the MLB behind the Yankees, who are 16-6. and six. I heard they have a ton of walk-offs. Um, they also have the best record. Then you got San Diego, who's fourteen and eight, practically the same thing as the Brewers, fifteen and nine, and then Houston, thirteen and six, and they also have a tremendous record. So the Brewers have been taking care of business in those one-run games. KJ have also been hitting right-handed pitchers pretty well. They're thirty and twenty against right-handed pitchers, about five hundred against left-handed pitchers. So that's something to keep an eye on come playoffs. Dominant right-handed pitchers. I remember Max Fried. I think he was a lefty last year. Atlanta mm-hmm. gave the Brewers a lot of problems. And that kind of got the series off to a rough start offensively where, hey, you switch it up. You you know, Rowdy Tellez, he's a left-handed hitter. He's hitting really well. Now the Brewers are kind of dangerous against right-handed pitchers. That's what you like to hope. Um, but they're going to have to go through some tough NL pitchers. It should be exciting. Uh, Craig Council is going to keep going. The Brewers are actually one of the hottest teams in baseball, seven and three in their last ten games. Only the Red Sox are more hot at eight and two. So heating up KJ into this All Star break. Um, do you have any final thoughts for the listeners? You know, Brewers fans, I see a lot of upside here. 
you know, we got some, we're going to ramp up this content. You know, we got some exciting episodes coming out for you guys real soon, coming out for you girls real soon. Uh, we want to thank you for joining us. Um, you know, I'm optimistic. I fully expect the playoffs from the Brewers, as many of you do. I have confidence in our management. I have confidence in our general manager. I have confidence in our pitching. We do have pieces with the bats. Like, we have too much talent with the bats, or even if every single guy doesn't get going, we can have maybe two or three guys get on these streaks, and hopefully that just breeds, um, you know, some sort of contagious streak uh, amongst the entire team because they are a tight-knit group. Like, they do have fun out there. Uh, so my final thoughts are, you know, it's just going to get better, right? Like, Woodruff's going to get better. Peralta's going to get better. The health's going to get better. I hope the offense gets better. Uh, you know, hopefully they find their groove. I hope Christian Gallitz, you know, gets gets even better. I hope uh, Billy Adams picks up his average. Up. Exactly. You know, we have some prospects down on the farm. We'll see what happens. But really... The, the goal is the same, and that's World Series or bust. So, Alex, thank you for joining us today. Brewers fans, we'll talk to you real soon. Fear the beer. Until next time, we're out. <laughs>